Hello and welcome to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we find a new brew of tea this week and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And we're going to have an incredible day today. I'm so glad that you have joined us. We are in the middle of Tea Week Takeover and you've joined us at day 109. Now, if you are joining us new, I would suggest go back to the beginning. It is a Bible in a year plan. You want to make sure you get through the whole Bible. But hey, however you're listening today, um, I was talking to a friend who's listening to this. She actually reads the Bible and then this is kind of the sum up for her. So if that's you, great, you've joined us today. If you're listening first, like I do on my way to work in my commute, and then I open the Bible when I jump on the ferry, <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us too. But however you're listening, whatever you do, it's going to be a very great day today. And we're going to read out the scriptures for today. They're also on the description, so you can check those out. We've got Psalm 48, verse 1 to 8, Luke 19, 11 to 44, and Deuteronomy 30, verse 11 to chapter 31, verse 29. But before we get into those scriptures, I want to introduce our brew for today. And I've gone a little bit wild today. I've done it a little bit different. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see I don't even have a mug. I have a glass. And what I've done is I have taken a Red Seal hot or cold brew tea. Now, I've never, ever had it cold. I actually just really love hot drinks. So usually I'll have tea hot, but it's a strawberry and rhubarb. And it says on the back here for a cold brew, uh, brew it for 30, three to five minutes, not 35, three to five in, in tap water. Add some ice cubes, check, and garnish with a sprig of mint. And so that's what I did. But unfortunately, um, the mint that I had is a really new plant that I planted myself. So it's not really very big. And if you're watching on YouTube, you might not even be able to see it. But let's give this a go. Strawberry and rhubarb by Red Seal Cold Brew. I'm not really sure what to expect here, but here we go. Hmm. Okay. 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 So with tea, you know when you drink tea and it's like a herbal tea and you usually are like, uh, oh, it's not as flavoursome as it smells. Same with the cold brew, but it is delicious and it is deliciously refreshing. Now, I am a big fan of hot tea, but I will give this a very big tick because it is yum. That strawberry and rhubarb flavour <clears throat> is good. But enough of the brew, as Harry says. Let's get into the Bible because that's really, really what you're interested in. So let's get into it. Our church has a weekly pre-meeting. And Harry and I have committed to going regularly because we understand the power of prayer. We were in this prayer meeting last week and a man of faith from our church was praying for the church, the bride of Christ. And like I often do when I pray for the bride, he prayed that she would be pure, that she would be strengthened, that she would be radiant. But then he brought this huge personal passion to the next thing that he prayed because he prayed that the bride of Christ would cry out this is the bridegroom. And he did this thing with his hands where he threw them up in the air. This is your bridegroom. It was such a beautiful moment of passion. Now, no church is perfect because it's made up of imperfect people and people fail. But the role of the people of God, the church, the bride, isn't simply to be radiant and beautiful but to declare the wonder and majesty of the bridegroom, Jesus. 
It was a reminder at that prayer meeting that captured me. It captivated me. My prayer is that my life will be one that reflects the passionate cry. This is the bridegroom. And I believe that this is the primary calling of the church to make the bridegroom so, so celebrated. And I want to speak to scriptures in a different way today because each one brings out this, this message, the heart of, of us as a failing people crying out to God. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do these scriptures in reverse. I'm going to start with Deuteronomy and then I'm going to go to Luke and then I'm going to finish with Psalms. So go with me. We see in Deuteronomy, as Moses is concluding his laying out of the law and begins to hand over the leadership of God's people to Joshua, though they've heard and been empowered with every tool to live God's way and give him glory, God tells Moses that the people are going to fail, that they're going to worship false gods and turn away from the one true God. I can imagine that would have been so frustrating for Moses. (laughs) It's so easy to read the Bible and get frustrated with the Israelites. I remember as a young teenager reading through the Bible for the very first time, and I was getting so fed up with the Israelites because time and time again, and you might feel this way when you read through this year, I kept thinking, why do they keep turning away from God? Why do they keep failing? It's so simple, stupid Israelites. And then as I got older and I started reading through the Bible more and more, I saw myself reflected in the Israelites. It was no longer stupid Israelites. Why do they keep failing? And it became, why does this look familiar? Why do I keep failing? The crowd when Jesus entered Jerusalem, though, was more like it. Their shouts of praise, their celebration, the honor they gave him with the laying down of palm branches and of their coats. It was a beautiful picture of the glory of God. But that crowd failed too. They shout, glory to God in the highest. And one week from that moment, one week from that shout, the same crowd shout, crucify him. We're going to read about that in days to come. Crowds are fickle and people fail. Even the most godly people fail sometimes. We find ourselves falling short sometimes of the calling that we have to bring God glory. But because of Jesus, I'm so grateful that we can repent, that we can turn from our ways and return to Jesus, that we can course correct, like I spoke about a couple of days ago, that we can put him back in his rightful place, that we can ask for help and ask for strength from the Holy Spirit, that we can walk right again, that we can go again. And when we do this, When we repent, when we recognize that our way is not the way and God's way is the way, that too brings him glory. And I loved today reading this psalm. It may depict a moment in history of the city of Jerusalem when the house of God was thriving, bringing God glory, but we also know the people eventually failed there too. Jerusalem generations later were exiled for their rejection of God. But this psalm, and I want you to read it with this lens today, it was a prophetic picture of the new Jerusalem that Jesus has promised us in eternity. A perfected bride, a radiant city, one that cries, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. One that I like to imagine will also cry with a passionate heart, this 
is our bridegroom. Right now we see in part because we live in a fallen world. No church is perfect. No person is perfect. But one day we will see in full, in full, where every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We're not always going to get it right. No church, no church leader is going to get it right 100% of the time. But we live with a repentant heart, with a heart ready to lean into the wisdom of God, one that would say, let my life be one that brings you glory. For that is the primary calling of God's church. Verse of the day. I think that one is just mm, verse of the day. I don't know how to say it. We're just going to we're just going to keep keep moving on. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19 says this. Now this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live, that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life and he will give you many years. Now that's a big verse, but I love the passion that you read when you read these verses. You can almost hear Moses begging them. I set before you life and death, now choose life. Jesus came that we may have life and have it to the full. And the scripture says, for the Lord is your life. So what does that life look like? To love the Lord your God, to listen to his voice and to hold fast to him. I'm so grateful that we get to do this, that he's given us a life that is so fulfilling, so beautiful, that we get to know him and that we get to love him. Thank you, Jesus. And that's it today for The Daily Brew. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you are encouraged to embrace the imperfection that you bring to the Father and live to give Him glory anyway. If it's the start of your day, have a wonderful day. If you're on your commute, enjoy it. I hope you arrive safely. And if it is the end of the day, good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for day 110 of The Daily Brew. I'm going to finish this off. Cheers. Cheers.